Today's share is the third share in the series entitled Infringement and Competition. And we are discussing in these shiurim in which ways is it permissible for a person to compete in business and not infringe on somebody else's business or come to any isurim and taking away somebody else's pranasa what belongs to somebody else. And the subject of today's shir is Oni HaMahapach Becharara. Literally, Oni HaMahapach Becharara refers to a poor man who is attempting, he's being mahapech, he's exerting effort to get a harara, to get some sort of baked item. And Chazal tell us that Oni HaMahapach Becharara, if a poor person is exerting effort, he's attempting to get this cookie, this loaf, and somebody else grabs it, takes it, before the Ani actually acquires this cookie loaf that he's trying to get, Nikra Rasha, the second person who interferes, is considered to be a Rasha. Since the Ani exerted effort to get this loaf, so Halacha requires other people to desist in trying to get it, and if somebody goes ahead and grabs it before the Oni actually gets it, so then the second fellow is called a Russia. Now, the Gemara is obviously a marshal, and we're referring to a person who is trying to acquire a certain object, and somebody else acquires it first. And if the conditions are met, so then the second person would be acting incorrectly to the point that we would refer to the second person as a Russia. So the question is, what exactly is the story that has this prohibition, has this iser of Ani Bacharara, and how does it apply to everyday business? Now the first question we have to address is, how was the Ani trying to get that cookie? Was he trying to buy the cookie? Was it a case of Mecca Chememkar? Or was he trying to be Zeicha in the cookie from Hefker? Was he trying that somebody should give it to him for, to- for free? Or a purchase, Hefker, trying to get it from Teir Sadaqah? What exactly is the case? How was the Ani trying to get this Harara? So the truth is, we find a Gemara in Bab Metziah, which the Gemara discusses two cases, which would seem, at first glance, to be Aser because of Aniham HaMahach but yet the Gemara does not seem to have a problem from Aniham HaMahach standpoint. There's a situation where a person sees a Hefker item on the street, he's walking down the street and he sees a Hefker item on the street, and he lays down on top of it in order to acquire it. Laying down is not a valid Kenyan, and therefore, al pi he has not made a legal halacha Kenyan, and he has not yet been zeich in the chayfetz. Somebody else goes ahead and takes away the chayfetz. The halacha is the second person gets to keep the metziah. No reference in the Gemara 
that the second person is considered to be a Russia. We find another case where somebody left Peya in the corner of his field. One of the Aniyim threw a garment on top of that Peya. Presumably he wanted to be Kaina, the Peya, take the Peya for himself by throwing the garment on the Peya, which again is not a legal way, uh, not halachic Kenyan, it's not an act of halachic acquisition. And somebody else goes ahead, a different Ani goes ahead and takes the Peya. The second Ani is allowed to keep the Peya. Again, no reference that the second person is a Russia because he was Mahapach Becharara. He was trying to go ahead and take what the first fellow was already laid his sights on and attempted to get in some manner. So the question is, why don't we find an Anihama Hachbecharara problem when the second fellow takes the Mitzia, takes the Dovashal Hefker, which the first person has laid down on? Why isn't the second Ani considered to be a Mahapach Becharara when he takes away the Peya that the first Ani has laid his talus down on? And we find various Tirutzim in the Rishenim which has tremendous halachic ramifications. Taisva says that we see from this Gemara that the principle of Oniham Hachbecharara only applies to something which is being purchased. Mekachumemkar. Because when we're dealing with Mekachumemkar, so we tell the second fellow, why do you have to go ahead and buy what the first person is going to buy, trying to buy? Go buy elsewhere. Why are you interfering in the deal that he's trying to make? Why are you interfering in the efforts that he's already he's already um, exerted himself? Go buy elsewhere. So the reason why the second fellow is a Russia is because the second fellow has the option to buy elsewhere. However, if something is one of a kind, it's a metzia, tadavashal hefker, there's only one thing available, so then Teisus holds, Chayecha Kaidman, the second one may interfere, and he may acquire it for himself. And that's the opinion of Teisus, the Oni HaMahapa only applies by Mekah Rashi, on the other hand, argues, and Rashi says the Oni HaMahapa applies even by a Metziah, even by a Dover Shal Hefker, and the reason why the case in Bab Metziah, the second fellow is not considered to be a Russia, so the Ramban says, says a different tariff for each Gemara. The reason why the person who grabbed the Metziah from the first fellow who lay down on top of it to acquire it is not considered to be a Russia is because the first fellow did not really exert any effort. He didn't do anything. It wasn't like he was made negotiations. It wasn't like he spied it out and was working on requiring it. But rather, he saw it. He laid down on it. He didn't exert any serious efforts. And therefore, we don't tell the second person that, you know, the first guy exerted effort on it. Therefore, why are you taking away what he exerted effort on? He didn't exert any efforts. The case of the paya, the Ramban says, is that... Everybody is trying to get payah. All Anin are trying to acquire payah. Why do we look at it that it was the first one 
who exerted the effort and not the second one, the second only also came down to the field and he also was trying to exert efforts to acquire this payah. So what comes out is that if we're dealing with a situation, somebody exerted effort to buy something, and we tell the second person, why are you interfering? Go buy elsewhere. Everyone agrees that in such a case, the second person who interferes is called a Russia. If it's a Dovashal Hefker, that the second person doesn't have another place to get that particular item, so then, according to Rashi, since the, it's still usher for the second person to try to acquire it, since the first one has already exerted efforts to try to get it, according to Tesis, in a Dovishal Hefker, the second person is allowed to acquire it because exert efforts to acquire it. The first fellow, the second fellow, does not have a choice to go ahead and to buy it elsewhere. And therefore, the second fellow, according to Teisvis, may exert efforts to undercut the first one and to try to go ahead and to acquire this item. Even in a Dovishal Hefker, if everybody is trying to get that Dovishal Hefker, or else the first fellow has not really exerted any efforts, everybody would agree that in such a situation, there is no problem of Oni Hamahafabacharora. So, how do we Pascha? So, if one looks in Shulchan Aruch, in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber brings two shitas. He brings both opinions, the opinion of Rashi, that Oni Hamahafabacharora applies both to Adavashal Hefker and to Mechachu Memkar, and the opinion of Taisvis that it only applies to a case of it only applies to something which is being purchased. We tell the second fellow, why are you interfering? Let the first one buy it. You buy elsewhere. If the second one interferes, he's considered to be a Russia. And the Ramah Paskins, like Teisvis, that only in the case of Mekachumemkar is there a problem of Aniham Hachbacharara by a Metziah something which is hefker. There is no problem of Onihem HaFbecharora. However, it's Kedai to know that Ramesha Feinstein's at Salat Yigris Ramesha writes that it's Roy for Yori Shemayim to be Cheshish for Divrei Rashi and not to interfere with any, once the first fellow has exerted efforts to go ahead to get this Dovashal Hefker, the second person should desist and should not involve himself in this, um, the, not involve himself and not try to acquire this particular item. Now, there are really four things that we have to discuss. The first thing we have to discuss is, what's the consequence if, only, if the second person indeed goes ahead and acquires it in a place where it's also for him to acquire the Mechaber says, Nikra Russia. He's called a Russian. That's what the Gemara tells us. What's the consequence of being Nikra Russia? So the Sma says that Nikra Russia means that we can announce publicly that so and so is a Russian. That the consequence is that we announce publicly that so and so is a Russia. Rave Achreinim learn that that is the entire consequence, meaning 
that Bezdin will not involve themselves to make the second one give it to the first one. In other words, the, it, the, in other words what he did was wrong. We'll call him a Russia. If he gives it back to the first one, we will stop calling him a Russia, provided that he does it. Derech tshuva, derech hachna. He has remorse. He feels he did the wrong thing, and therefore he gives it to the first person. So then we're not going to call him a Russia anymore because he's basically he's undone the avla that he's done. But the only consequence in bezin shalmata is that we call the fellow a Russia. And there is no further consequence. If he gives it back, he feels bad, so then we no longer will refer to him as a rasha. The Pesachet discusses what happens if the fellow has no charata, but he just stands sick and tired of being called a rasha, and he gives it back. Is that sufficient to stop calling him a rasha or not? But basically, lahalacha. He's a Russia until he gives it over to the second person. What happens if when the second person bought the item, he didn't know that the Rishain, he didn't know that the first fellow was being Mahapach. He didn't know that there was somebody else who was trying to get that item. And only after he purchased it, then he found out that somebody else was trying to purchase it. So in such a case, we can't say he did a mice rishos, because at the moment that he took it, he didn't know he was doing anything wrong. He wasn't trying to undercut. The Pisrechuva says that in such a case, the mice he did was not a mice rishos, and since the mice he did was not a mice rishos, it's an unfortunate circumstance. The second fellow has the right to keep it, from Amidus Chasidus, he should go ahead and he should give it back. However, Ramesha Feinstein about Salam Tshuva writes that even if he took it inadvertently, he didn't re- realize that somebody else was being Mahapech, so then in such a case, he would still be considered to be a Russia if he does not turn it over to the first person. In other words, basically, the way the Pisgah Tshuva looks at it is, that since the Maisa he did is not a Maisa Rishos, there is no consequence. And the Ramesha understands more that the Matzev of owning something which somebody else was trying to acquire, that itself is Rishos, and therefore a Adam Kosher would give back, would give the first fellow the item, and therefore he's considered to be a Russia if not. So again, the first item we want to discuss is the consequence of an Oniham Hafcha B'charora is that he's called a Russia, meaning we publicly call him a Russia. If he gives it back, so then he will no longer be considered to be a Russia. Machlek Sapaiskim, if he took it without recognizing, without realizing the first fellow is being Mahapech, whether in such a situation is he called a Russia or isn't he called a Russia, a Machlekes holds he does not have to give it back. Ramesha holds that he'll be a rush because hold a Russia if he does not give it back. But the consensus of the Paiskim is is that Bezna Shalmata will not force him to go ahead and to give it back. The second discussion which we have to have 
is we said that lahalacha al kolpanim, something which is a mitzia, there is no aniyam haf becharara. A davar shall hefker, there is no aniyam haf becharara, because only one is available. In a case of mekachumemkar, so then we say, why buy what I was trying to buy? Buy something else. What happens if it's mekachumemkar? However, it's a unique opportunity. It's a unique opportunity because it's a special sale which doesn't come up so often. So on the one hand, if Chazal were mechalik, that Mecca they were gezer on the and by a metzia not, technically speaking, it's a Mecca But if the timer de cross, so to say, is involved in the halacha here, and the reason why by metzia he's not considered to be a Russia is because we say, look, by metzia, there's no place else for him to go get it. By Mekumemkar, so then the fellow is a shtickle of schlock. Why is he going ahead and exerting effort on what the other fellow is trying to exert? Get it elsewhere. So then if it's Mekumemkar and there is no... It's, it's Mekumemkar technically, but really he doesn't have a different way to go ahead and to get this particular item. So then one can argue that he would not be considered to be a Russian. Now, the halacha, this is a machlek sapayskin. The Ramah holds that a sale item and a unique sale. We're not talking about a sale which goes on sale over here and, you know, a week later it's going to go on sale in a different store. But a sale which is a unique sale, the Ramah holds, is like a mitziah and therefore there would not be an iser of except for maybe a Yorish shemayim. The shach Shame the Ramban argues and says that whenever it's a purchase, it's considered to be a it's considered mekumemker, and there would be the halacha of ani hamhaf becharara. The Avnei Nezer paskins the kula like the Rama, and Orchasholchan is machmer, and he paskins like the Shach. Now this machlekes can have very far-reaching ramifications, besides for a case of a unique sale. To point out, very often sales are not one, are not so unique. Very often, what this store or this um, wholesaler puts on sale this week, a different wholesaler is going to put on sale next week. That you can't consider to be a unique situation. We have that Hilchus also, but there is a, a case which I believe is much more common. We find the Machleik Sapaiskim. What happens? when there's a certain quality of a certain worker. Or let's back up a step. So far we've been talking about we're talking about you want to buy something, you want to purchase something. However, by schirus, by renting, whether you're renting an object or a piece of land, or even if you're hiring workers, it's clear in Shulchan Aruch that there's also a case, of, there's also why hire this worker? You can hire a different worker. And if I'm trying to hire a worker and you undercut me, there would be a problem. But what happens if one of the workers is clearly better, more experienced, does a better job than the other one, to the point that it's unique, that this is a unique opportunity. There aren't enough cleaning ladies to go around. This particular cleaning lady is very, very talented. 
and I don't have the ability to get a cleaning lady elsewhere. I don't have the ability to go ahead and get a tutor for my son. This particular tutor, everybody knows, he learns with the Bacher. The Bacher can get into the best in the Sifta. There isn't another, it's a, there isn't another one around, but again, it's all to be there, Mechumemker. We find the Machlaikas HaPaiskin, whether this is considered to be like a Metzia, because it's an opportunity, a, once, a one-time opportunity, or is it like Mechumemkar, because at the end of the day, you are actually paying him. And it would seem that that Machlaikas should be dependent on the Machlaikas by a sale. According to the Ramah, who holds that a sale item, an opportunity, which cannot be duplicated elsewhere, does not consider to Mechumemkar, it would seem that the same halacha would apply to Schiris, to Schiris Pilot. However, if, however, the coin to Pais would hold, like the Ramban, or Hashulchan, the Shach, that since it's being done for money, it's Mekro Memker, and he's Nikra Russia, it would seem you would not be able to say that all cleaning ladies are not created equal, and therefore there would be a case of Aniham Hachmacharar. So that's our second discussion. What happens if it's a unique opportunity? It's a unique worker. It, the the, the Pasha aren't enough clean ladies to go around. And, um, but it's is that considered to be or not? Hmm? Okay. Yeah. Um, what about two more comments? Oniyam Mahapa only applies when you have a buyer who wants to buy an item and somebody else wants to buy the very same item. However, if the buyer wants to buy the item and the seller would rather make more money and he wants to advertise to sell elsewhere, that is not a problem of Oniyam Mahapa The Oniyam Mahapa is an isser for a different buyer to undercut the buyer. But if the seller would like to sell elsewhere to make a greater profit, or for whatever reason he has, it does not limit the seller from selling elsewhere just because the buyer is trying to buy it. And the reverse is also true. What happens if um, somebody's trying to purchase a certain item, and he's negotiating with one seller, and a different seller wants to go ahead and undercut the other seller, so that would be a problem of because seller number two is undercutting seller number one. However, if the buyer decides that he wants to look elsewhere for a better price, so then that would obviously be mutter. The Isser of is not there to stop fear commerce. In other words, just because I start negotiating to buy something doesn't mean that I can't look elsewhere, that doesn't mean that I can't look, look elsewhere for, for, for a bargain. Or if a seller is, is negotiating to sell something, doesn't mean that the seller can't, is locked in and he can't go ahead and try to get a higher price as merchandise. The, the, the point is that a buyer cannot infringe and undercut another buyer, and a seller cannot undercut another seller. But the opposite is always going to be mutter. And the fourth and last final point is, we said, The Oni is trying, he's exerting effort to get this cookie. What type of effort is he exerting? 
What's he trying to do? How much effort has been exerted? There are more Paskins that were talking about a case where they already have agreed on the price. They already have agreed on the price. Basically, the negotiations are final. The only thing which is missing is the Maisa Kenyan. According to the Ramah, the Mordechai of Sharmah is quoting, if they're still haggling on the price, so even though it looks very likely that the deal will, in fact, come to fruition, but still, one can go ahead and get involved and undercut, or for more money, or for less money, and grab the deal. Anim Hap according to the Ramah, is only when basically it's finished, it's completed, the only thing which has to still be done is the Maizah Kenyan. However, the Prisha holds, not like that. The Prisha holds that if the two people are negotiating and, you know, they're haggling, this one says he wants to pay more, he wants to pay less, and the Maitre says that I won't sell it for less. The regular haggling which goes on back and forth where the deal is not yet hammered out, but both parties basically know that I'll be pashtus if nobody else will, will interfere. They're going to come to a conclusion, and they're going to go ahead and close the deal. The preacher holds that that's also considered to be enough effort exerted that there would be a problem of and the Orach HaShulchan is very much with the Prisha, that once somebody is negotiating on a certain property, and if nobody else intervenes and makes a better offer, the seller will sell, sell this particular buyer, he says very strong words that a different buyer is not allowed to involve himself to try ahead, try to go ahead and to get the item. The seller, as we said earlier, can always go elsewhere. But if the buyer is negotiating and he's holding by buying it, and if no one else intervenes, the seller's going to sell it. It's just a matter of time and haggling to, knock, to work out the details. So then, that would be a problem of Oniham HaPacharara. A common scenario would seem that when a contract is in attorney review, let's say, where the, in the state of New Jersey, contracts on houses are sold, are signed, and then there's three days when the, when the lawyers go ahead and haggle out and negotiate the details. In such a situation, since the vast, vast majority of these case signed contracts end up going through, it's just a war of nerves between the lawyers. Exactly this prop, that prop, another thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, deduct for this, add for that. This contingency, that contingency would seem that in such a case for another buyer to go ahead to offer more money would be a problem of Aliyam Hafa according to everybody.